Satellite Sisters Talk TV. This is our weekly recap of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. I'm Leon Dolan in Los Angeles. I'm with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, I mean, last week the dog died, and this week <laughs> I know a, ch- a child died. And I'm just sorry that they exploited a child. I mean, they were trying to make a very big point. And when when can we talk about Eric Stoltz? Can we talk about that later? Because that's oh, all I want to talk about. We're going to have to have an intervention with uh, Eric Stoltz's <laughs> hair, Leon. All right. I mean, in this episode, they were talking about mandatory governmental consultations. I think that is exactly what the character Will needs regarding his hair. Mandatory consultation. Okay. okay. And it has to start with some hair washing. Let's just get some soap up on those locks, Liam. And then a trim. I mean, split end city. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's here's the thing. This episode was about two super heavy duty topics like dovetailing together. So remember uh-huh. last year, we t- last week, it was all about climate change. So they're doubling down on this. And this week's episode, the State Department was working on global climate migration. So mm-hmm. that's like the huge wave of people that have to move at, because of climate change, uh, because their island is overrun with water like last week, or there's drought, or there's famine, or there's, you know, their nation is just simply disappearing. Um, and so that is a real thing, global climate migration. And right. we know it was a real thing on Madam Secretary because, boy, did they drill down on that. They hammered us with that story. Really, line. that was lecture, lecture, lecture. Yes. I, that, I, that's an, I, there were just so many giant le- people lecturing us about climate migrants and, the, uh, and what's happening there and what we need to do now um, because the, the end is near in 2050. Yeah. And if that wasn't enough you know, expo- exposition, uh, they were also taking on early childhood vaccines. And yes. the two issues dovetailed because some people were blaming the migrants for spreading the measles. So see how they worked those two storylines. But also we had several scenes of just all exposition no fun. I mean, there's nothing no fun, fun about either of these topics. They're, they're, these they're topics. deadly serious yes. topics. They're, you know, they're, they impact a lot of people. Uh, and uh, this was no fun. Yeah. yeah. So, there was no light bulb moment. No. Nope. There was uh, none of the, the usual capers. I was really longing for SEAL Team Zero, Liam. Yeah. I have to say, I was like... We just get a lot of people lecturing us in the Oval Office. It was a lot of exposition. Very didactic, this episode, which is not necessarily entertaining. Um, And then our girl, MSEC, they get rid of her, like first scene. So while we enjoy seeing the other members... um, we didn't even have her to take a look at. Right. So not- I mean, and we miss Bess because yes. she really drives the bus. Yeah. She's all the energy. Yeah. She has the big ideas. She's the one that has all the relationships with all these diplomats. And and she's the one who's running for president. And But she's off at Camp David, Leanne. All right. She's working on her announcement speech, 10 minutes. It's going to define her campaign. She's going there alone. I mean, I thought at least Henry was going there when they previewed it last week and we were going to get a little Henry time. But no, yeah. <laughs> I think Henry could have gone. I mean, my personal opinion. I don't think he would have interrupted her speech writing. But Leon, you're the writer. Do you think you really need to be alone in the woods 
to write the great speech. No, you don't need to novel. be alone in the woods. It, it helps. It, it does help sort of focus, especially when you have a job like her. But I don't think a single one of these candidates has written anything by themselves ever. So I don't like so. But OK, it was just 48 or 72 hours, whatever. But we missed you best is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So here were the so the three storylines were this global climate migration, big conference happening in D.C., and now Jay gets to step up and be in charge. And let's say Jay's hair looked magnificent this entire episode, didn't it? Why yes, can't he get... The curls, the body, the curls, it was all working for him. Why can't he uh, give... I find his approach to diplomacy a little shocking, okay? And we'll talk about that. Yeah. But his hair, he had solidly good hair, Leon. Yes. Yeah. And then Daisy looks, it's so promising that she's getting off a cruise. We get to see Daisy in vacation mode. She's got Joanna, the cute daughter. I They're know. getting off the cruise. They're making plans to do a play date with Lyric. And as soon as I heard that name, I'm like, something's <laughs> up. That's a, <laughs> something's yeah. up. Is that, that's an LA name, right? It's no, I think it's a hipster slash... name. No, it's a hipster name. It's a hipster name. name. It's I think a it's a Brooklyn name. name. No, I think it's, it's probably a, a Brooklyn name. Yeah. Too. So, oh, I know. I love that opening scene. Daisy's in a beach dress. Yes. She looks so cute. We see little Joanna. I'm excited. I think this is going to be great. And it was downhill from there. Liam. It was downhill. Okay. <laughs> and then so then Daisy's daughter gets the measles. And then at the start of what could be a measles pandemic, because it was on a cruise ship with people from 20 different countries. Uh, but I think we both agree that the real crisis is Eric Stoltz's wardrobe. I mean, what? <laughs> Those 12-year-old cargo pants, they got to go, Liam, okay? And what, that dirty scarf he has around his neck? I mean, he's not in the Sudan anymore, right? He's in Washington, D.C. If he ever wants to win back his wife's love, I mean, take a shower, change your clothes. I mean, I don't understand. He looks like... Even the actor slash character looks like he just wanders into scenes and wanders out. Like he's not even really written into the script. He just happens to be on set. You know, <laughs> I agree with you, Leon. You know, what is that? he's like sleeping in his clothes on a couch and then like just, just rolling into the scene. I, it's just Woo. that is the humanitarian crisis right there. Eric Stoltz's wardrobe. <laughs> Okay. I agree, Leon. Okay. More. Yeah, we should get all the, the focus on him. I know. Okay. So let's just run through the two super heavy topics dovetailing pretty quickly because there, there was not there was not a lot of entertainment value in these two things. I know they are important issues and I know this is an issues oriented show, but th- this was like, woo, really heavy. So... <laughs> They're having this conference, and uh, we know it's going to be about climate migration. Jay is in charge. Uh, it's it's countries in the Pacific, like the Pan Pacific region. There, so we have uh, we have Australia, and they have a hot new prime minister. Yeah, he's looking good, <laughs> hot and wet. In one scene, he's actually wet, like coming true. out of that hotel That's pool. True, Julie. That was true. That was, yeah. Again. Yeah, he's got that cute little accent. Yeah. yeah. So that was all working. He yeah. was all working. Yeah. And then you have the president of the Philippines, right. you know, who's been sort of 
he's always been a thorn in Bess's side. You have the you know Indonesian president there, so uh, you've got a bunch of diplomats, and they're and they're trying to figure out what to do with uh, with the the climate migrants, which is a global crisis. We just want yeah. to keep repeating that. And if we didn't know that, the UN ambassador was on hand, the fictional UN ambassador, yeah. to explain all the things about how bad it's going to be by 2050 if we don't have a plan. And uh, so they're trying to get Australia to agree to a few to take a few more and this person to agree to take a few more. And Jay's trying to do his best. And Australia is pushing back, saying, OK, well, you got to give Australians more work visas if we're going to be taking running point on the on the climate migration crisis. And uh, things are not going great. And then the measles show up. So this is where the storyline dovetails. Daisy's like on the plane at Dulles. She's landed. She's got Joanna. Looks like she upgraded herself to business. Don't you I think, thought Joanna? she was in a business class <laughs> seat. I was like, way to go. Way Ooh, to go. And she lo- right. was looking good in that a pink and orange. Those are her colors. Yeah. Uh, and she's just had this wonderful vacation with her daughter. And yeah. they had a fun time. And then, uh, then the scariest, scariest people ever come onto the plane. They've got masks and gloves and they quarantine the whole plane because they think that patient zero with the measles was on, was on the cruise ship. So they've got to try to track down, you know, all the cases. And sadly, little Joanna gets very, very sick in this episode. Yes. Very sick. Like very, very sick. She's on a ventilator. She has been vaccinated, but her little friend Lyric has not been vaccinated. I know. And her and her friend has encephalitis. There's brain damage. There's, you know, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. I, have to I tell found you. that very difficult to watch. I mean, I, I, I just, something about seeing little children being you know so sick on television I, it was very difficult to watch i i think that's what they wanted i mean they were clearly trying to send a message there was a you know a url you could go to afterwards they were trying to spread the truth about vaccines and what happens when there are vaccine skeptics and we lose herd immunity and how you know we had eradicated measles by 2000 see i'm doing what they did now you just yeah. go into this really didactic thing which is important information, but also not entertaining. And so, and, and I thought in general, Daisy was a lot nicer to that mom than I would have been. I, I know. I mean, the the other mother didn't vaccinate, yeah. vaccinate her child. Uh, she felt guilty about her own child being sick, but she also felt guilty that little Joanna got sick. And And I thought Daisy took the high road because I'm sure you would want to you might not have that reaction as a parent. No. Like, that, yeah. you know, you, you know, you, you put my child at risk. Right. And, and little Joanna was very sick. So, oh, yes, yes. She, she was on a ventilator. So, and, and then they managed to enlist the mom in a PR campaign to spread the truth about vaccine. And again, just a lot of didactic scenes about, you know, what should we do? Should we force people to get vaccinated? We can't do that. That's, you know, weaponizing bureaucracy and their individual rights. And well, how about if we say you can't get your passport if you don't have vaccines? This seemed like a pretty interesting solution to me. And we've just seen these big outbreaks in Oregon. We had one two years ago in California. And after that in California, they said, forget it. You cannot come to kindergarten unless you're vaccinated. Right. Because, right. you know, it was Disneyland. It was a it could have been a pandemic. It was a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there are outbreaks in Texas now, too. It's a very serious thing. Yes. So, uh, so yes. we don't disagree with either, you know, 
the treatment, the serious approach to both of these very serious topics. It just, as a TV show, was not that entertaining. Not right? entertaining. So then Jay has to uh, go back to the Australian prime minister. Now everyone's accusing the migrants of bringing the measles and it's their fault. But it was really, you know, this measles outbreak really started in Australia and they're trying to cover up the measles because they don't want to, you know, scare off tourism, which is a big deal in Australia. Anyway, just a lot of dovetailing. I, I, where did they come down on all this, Julie? I don't know. Well, Everyone's I gonna... thought, I, th- I actually, I thought Jay was like really, you know, out, out there when he wanted to put a travel warning uh, on uh, Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, He's uh, playing hardball. He, he was playing like super hardball. And I was thinking, you know, Australia? These are our friends. These are like our greatest allies in the world. And you want to slap a travel band on them? And you're going to do that just to get them back to the table? I, I mean, I, I mean, it, he played hardball the way Best did, but somehow it seemed harsher when Jay was doing it. Okay, so I think that was a step too far because oh. I'm, I'm very pro-Australia, Leon. I, uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I know. And I think in fact, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at your Skype thing right now because that's how we record on Skype. And it's you at the Australian Open next to I two know. Yes, giant tennis balls. Yeah. So I, I felt that was a, a, like really a, Jay had taken a step too far in that. But he did that in order to get the Australian prime minister back to the conference table so that they could continue to talk about what to do with all, you know, climate migration and to really work out a plan. So what did I you think when, about Jay sitting down at Andrada's table and eating oh, his yeah, food? Just eating the dim sum there, just shoving that into his mouth. Again, just using really hardball tactics. Let's yep. see how let's see how, you know, offensive I can be, you know, in an American way, just barging in on your meal and jabbing at your dim sum and pouring hot sauce all over it. Uh I mean, I, it worked, but uh, I thought it was it was pretty tough. Okay, all right, all right. So those were those two storylines. Now, our C storyline was about uh, Uncle Will. You know, he's living in the basement. He's separated from his wife. It's only been a couple of weeks, but that doesn't stop this middle aged man who needs a haircut. And some cream rinse um, from <laughs> some new, some fresh clothes too, <laughs> from putting himself out there on a dating app. So of course Stevie spots him. She's you know working in the Oval Office. She's on the dating app, and oh, there's Uncle Will with just these photographs that, like in a million years, no woman in Washington D.C. would be attracted to that guy. Do you think, Julie? That's just not no, a D.C. They vibe. They described him as a Danish veterinarian because he had on like a baseball cap, that stupid flak jacket that he wears everywhere, and he was holding a kitty cat. It was just with the bad hair, with the bad hair. But can you imagine how creepy it would be if you had a dating app and you came a swipe to came across your your uncle? I know. Or, I th- who who said he was willing to date someone as young as 23? Yeah, I know. Gross, right? Stevie's age. It's just gross. And yet it's, you know, it's Eric Stoltz, so it's not that gross, but it was kind of gross. And Henry's trying to like, hey, counsel him, you know, well, it's only been a couple of weeks. Maybe dating is a little soon and, you know, maybe not wear that beanie cap. So that that (laughs) led him to put on the baseball cap, which was a thousand times worse than the beanie. (laughs) Yes, it was. I mean, 
What is happening, Julie? What is happening? I don't know. Sense? And I know he was your dreamboat boat boyfriend. And Leon, yeah. he is, he's a wreck. He's a wreck. I mean, that doesn't mean I still don't find him attractive. Let's be very clear about that. But <laughs> you feel like you could change him. You feel like if you just got him some fresh clothes and, and the cream rinse. And be... the cream, <laughs> and the cream rinse. I mean, oh. I mean, he is a doctor too. Like, I, so. if you, if this, if he walked through the door, if you're any kind of patient, you would like get him out of there. Right. You know? It's true. Uh, so long story short, like he goes on the date. Of course, it's terrible. And then poor Stevie has to talk to him about it, you know, because someone has to, because that's how it works in television, even though she's kind of disgusted by it. Um, but he goes, oh, he gets a text. So oh, he's his daughter is sick. So he has to go home and check her fever. And he's worried because of the measles thing. So that was all very real. But then he just wants to like head back home again. Like, well, I had the one date. Didn't really work out. I'm back. And the wife's like, hey, hey, you know, he said, you're never here for the boring stuff. I thought that was an interesting line. That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one entertaining scene of the entire. Well, I liked when Stevie was looking at the dating pro profile. Yeah, that was, those were the, those were the highlights. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And Will's wife, you know, and good for her for standing ground. She just doesn't want to take him back right. as is, uh, you know, and, but, uh, Will, Will has a plan. He's not, you know, obviously he's not going to move back in with his wife, but he's going to move to an apartment to be closer and to try to engage in family life, which apparently he has not done any of in the past. Yeah. And so, and as, as Henry says, you know, maybe stop calling it the boring parts. Of, <laughs> that might be right. a start. Good tip. So then yep. Madam Secretary comes home from her weekend. I mean, come on. I don't know. Where was she? <laughs> I thought we were going to see some of her at Camp David, you know, right. doing that trope where like, oh, she's typing, typing, and then like rips the paper out of her typewriter and throws it in the garbage. Oh, I can't or, think of anything. But we don't know what happened. marching around in the woods, yeah. trying out lines. Not, we, we got none of that. We got none of it. Um, we got none of it, but uh, but everybody, you know, everybody, Joanna's going to be fine. Uh, the puppy is fine. Waffles, you know, Matt was able to hold on to Waffles and keep him healthy. Everybody but poor little Lyric, who is not I know. It's not fun. That wasn't, yeah, that was yeah. a terrible way to end. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's a terrible way to end this podcast. So let's do our binders full of blouses. What do you got, Julie? Anything? Okay. Well, Daisy, you yeah. know, I, I loved, loved, loved her beach dress. And I was, I it had so much promise for the episode. But then she, she hit some home runs, I think, with that orange and pink sweater she wore on the plane. Yeah. Uh, I, with the fringed bottom, you know, very fashion forward, very young, fresh. She looked fabulous in it. And as well, she had some gray sweater hoodie thing mm. that she was wearing in the hospital. She looked excellent in the hospital. And normally, if you're caring for a sick child in a hospital, you don't look as good as Daisy did in these episodes. Right. I, I would agree. Yep. I, I had just Daisy's hoodie. That's the only thing I had on my binders full, full of glasses. The, I want to give a shout out to the scenes, the set design I liked the best was the scene of the UN conference. I thought all those scenes in the conference table, in that hotel, the hotel swimming pool where oh, we yeah. meet the prime minister, I thought those were all looked beautiful. And so I'm, I'm going to give a special shout out this week to the set design because I thought those were excellent. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. You see, it was kind of a... 
thin, thin here this for for things. We didn't really have Madam Secretary. You know, she was out of the picture. And Daisy, you know, she was in the hospital the whole time. Yeah, so. yeah. So. Okay, uh, let's see. On our, on our regular show, we're taping that tomorrow, the uh, regular Satellite Sisters podcast. We have been off for a couple of weeks, so we are raring to go on the college admissions scandal. I mean, Julie, you were a college admissions counselor, or you were yeah, in college I was, I was a college admissions director. I was a reader. I've worked at some of the schools that are involved in this scandal land. So I have a few things to say about what I think the colleges and universities should be doing. I also want to talk about, I worked with the testing organization for a long time. So we're going to break it down. The test, the test, those doctors that were writing the false notes, uh, the whole application process, and my solution for for all for all of this. Oh, well, yeah, I, have I, have hearing... a, I have a plan. I have oh, a new plan. Okay. I, think, I think you can get on board with it. Mm. I think it's going to really make uh, applying to elite schools fair. Okay. Well, I live here in Los Angeles, and I just can't get enough of this. I've enjoyed <laughs> I mean, every, every scandalous article, particularly uh, once they started subpoenaing the um, elite high schools, because oh, you but... knew that, like, Somebody must have known this was happening. There, there are a lot more people involved in this, land. <laughs> I think more heads are going to roll both at those high schools mm. and at the colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. These people were not operating by themselves. No, yeah. they were not. All right. So as you can see, we're excited to talk about that tomorrow on Satellite Sisters. Um, if you want to know more about us, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. And check out Satellite Sisters if you haven't. Uh, Julie, you got anything else? No, I think that's it, Leanne. I, I would say to Madam Secretary, we're really hoping that Bess gets on the campaign trail. Yeah. When she gives speeches, they're some of the best uh, scenes ever. So I'm look f- looking forward to a very strong uh, presidential speech next week. Excellent. <laughs> That's my high note, Leanne. Thank you, Julie. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. 